The following is a presentation of the Speed Sport Podcast Network. They're tangling in the back of the pack. Here they come on four. Down to the strike. Kyle Busch won the season opener at Talladega. DeGroote was second. He's the reigning champion. It's the iRacers download. Cardwell hoping it stays green. He nearly spins it around. Who's it going to be? Cardwell, Berkeley, or someone else? Where reality meets the virtual world of auto racing. iRacing's executive director, Dale Earnhardt Jr. I think that NASCAR is starting to see the value and the opportunities that can present themselves working with iRacing. Presented by Crosley. Amplify your style. Here are your hosts, Taylor Burris and Justin Prince. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Hi, my name is Justin Prince. With me for the start of this week's episode, episode 65, is Terry Radford. For what's expected to be a great episode of the iRacers Download. Plenty to talk about throughout this week, Terry, because in the world of iRacing, it's been a very busy time, especially with many of the iRacers who are in the spotlight starting to take to the real-world racetracks over the past few weeks. Yeah, I mean, you see what Landon Huffman Racing's doing out there where he's bringing guys like Blake McCandless and our guest today, Ray Alfala, uh, bringing them in and putting them at Hickory and letting them race. And it's cool to see the real world drivers you know mixing in with the sim racers and the real world teams that are on iRace and bringing over some sponsorship too and, and allowing them to go have some fun and terry mentioned it right there this week's guest to start off the iRacers download is mr four time he's picked up a victory this season as well with the e-nascar coca-cola iRacing series that beat at nashville super speedway it's ray alfala ray First of all, congrats on the victory just about a week and a half or so from now. Second thing, second, how are you feeling about the season in E-NASCAR competition this season? Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. Um, no, season is uh, obviously turned around at, at Nashville, you know, in a big way. We're in uh, we're in position to, you know, to, to make the playoffs right now. Uh, we just have to have to stay at it with uh, two road courses left till uh, the end of the regular season. And of course, when it comes to that race, it came down to the final restarts. Talk us through your perspective on what happened that day to try and get yourself in position to win that race. Yeah, so we had a we had a bad qualifying effort, and we were just kind of mired back there. It was very difficult to pass. Everybody was more or less running the same speed, uh, you know. So when you know midway through the race, around lap 50, everybody you know started to pit. Uh, but we could stretch it, you know, all the way past lap 70 on fuel. So our only, really our only call was to just stay out there and hope for a yellow, uh, you know, and especially once people pit and they, you know, they come out and they're, you know, two seconds faster than everybody. And they start slicing and dicing through the, through the traffic. There's a good chance that a, a crash can happen just based on the probabilities. Uh, so myself and maybe like five or six other drivers were kind of on that same strategy and. Uh, a yellow came out, you know, two drivers got together trying to make it through traffic. And, you know, we were, we found ourselves like third. Uh, and then uh, the following restart, a few of the guys that had just pitted stayed out and we restarted 10th, uh, you know, with, with a tire advantage over the, the drivers who had stayed out ahead of us. And we were make we were able to make it all the way up to third uh, before another yellow. And that yellow came out with, I think it was, maybe 15 to go or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you know, we took two tires because taking four would have just mired us uh, around 10th because we figured, uh, 
we figured several drivers would take two tires. Uh, and you know, we, we really need a win, you know, to, because we're not high enough in the points to, to rely on the points to, to make the playoffs. So two tires really was the only way that we would, uh, put ourselves in a position to win. And we restarted third top two stayed out. So we were able to get to the lead fairly quickly. Uh, and then, you know, just survived a couple more restarts after that and uh, came home with the win. Of course, a big victory for yourself in that one, the all time winning it's driver in series history, mind you. And since then. You've had a lot of festivities in the real world in particular. Terry mentioned this, that you've gotten an opportunity last week in particular, in the past few days, should rather say, with Huffman Racing, which gave opportunities to few drivers from the iRacing community to jump into the car. How did it come about to get that connection with Huffman Racing? Yeah, so basically last year, uh, I was up in, uh, in North Carolina talking to my my good friend Brian Blackford who actually helped make that two tire call uh last Tuesday but he uh I mean he 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 knows Landon and you know he goes to Hickory sometimes to watch the races and he he uh he kind of just you know put the idea in my head hey you know why don't you uh, approach Landon and see if uh you guys can work something out to 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 get a you know to get on the track he'd probably let you drive uh a late model so I kind of you know I started you know, started contacting Landon, you know, get some figures and, and then, you know, contacting uh, my sponsors and things like that. And we got, you know, we worked something together and it, it just so happened that we, uh, you know, we were going to announce it Wednesday, no matter what, after the, the Coke race, but, you know, we, we, we won. So it was, uh, it was just kind of like one day led into the next and it was just perfect timing. But yeah, this has been in the works for quite a while. I was, I was supposed to do, I was supposed to do this test in December of last year. Uh, but I couldn't get I couldn't get the time off of work, uh, and then we were gonna do it in April, and then uh, Landon had a last minute thing that he had to do, so he couldn't do that. So it it ended up getting you know postponed all the way till late June. So it's been in the works for a while, but uh, you know the way everything worked out with the the win in Nashville, everything just kind of fell into place. Well, you talk about all the stuff that you got going on. I, I I'm kind of curious because I've watched a lot of the real world drivers. Right, they go out there. They start getting a little up there uh, in age and they do it for so long that it, it begins to stop being just natural to you. You just it, it becomes more of a chore. Obviously, you're you're older. You're you're up there a little bit. Do you find yourself practicing harder for when you go up against these younger kids who are transitioning now into the Coke series from road to pro? I don't know if I, I mean, I actually have I have a lot less time right now to practice than I did when I was their age, uh, with, you know, we're, you know, full-time job and, and, and everything. It's, it's, uh, way different than when I was in high school and college. Uh, but, you know, luckily I do have a, a nice, you know, a really good working group that, you know, a, a lot of the drivers, a lot of people put time into making setups and making the cars go fast to where it doesn't all just like depend on one person, uh, you know, and, and that helps me out a lot, but yeah, I mean, the, the series has gotten, you know, incredibly uh, competitive, of course, with, you know, especially the, there's just a lot more on the line with the, you know, Coca-Cola coming on board a couple of years ago and the, the prize money going way up almost 20 times what it used to be. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more effort overall, I think, being put into to the, to going fast and the, these teams are huge now and, and there's a lot of crew chiefs and, and people who are specifically there to make setups behind the scenes. So, so yeah, I mean you have to be you have to be on your A game because in the past if you 
if you were a little bit off, you would maybe run like 15th. But now if you're off, you'll you'll just you'll run last. Yeah. And, and you, you got in the car, right? You got it. Hickory. It's a very historic track to be your first test, right? Uh, was there any emotion? Like you got in the car, did you get goosebumps going around turn one for the first time? Were you timid? Or, or were you just like, hey, you know, I did this a lot. I've raced this on iRace. And was there a similarity that made you, you know, more comfortable behind the wheel of that late model uh, than what, you know, a normal average Joe just jumping in that car would feel? Yeah, well, obviously there's a, there's a you know, a big rush of, of adrenaline and emotions just because, you know, my whole life I wanted to get behind the wheel of a stock car around around an oval. You know, uh, Hickory. You know, I, I don't. I'm I'm not like. Uh, I, I guess you could say in, huge into like sh- local short track racing. So I mean, I I know of Hickory, but it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't have like a special meaning to me as far as uh, you know the the history of it because I don't really know much of it. Other than I know that the Bush Series raced there in the 90s. That's about all I know. <laughs> yeah. and, then I, I, and then I've I've only gone to Hickory like twice to watch races in real life. So uh, that just happened to be the track where Landon does his racing. So we went there. Um, and then, of course, you know, it it, it got added on to iRacing, I think, last year. And I, I had done an event there that Landon had hosted last year. Uh, so I had, had run laps there. And I also, you know had a refresher, did laps before the test. So I felt, I felt prepared as far as, you know, I, I knew exactly what the track was like, uh, before, before I got in the car and then, you know, the getting, getting in the car, the biggest, you know, the, the biggest really difference is when you, when you strap in and you put your helmet on and, and the Hans and the, the belts, you're, you're just so, you're, you're, you're so stuck in the seat, you know, compared yeah. to, compared to in sim racing where you're just kind of relaxed sitting in your living room and you're not strapped in so uh you know in, in real life that that can be a little overwhelming everything that you have to just go just to just to take off you know um and then everything you know obviously it, it, it's just a little bit different when you start driving the visibility is not the same you have the helmet on and um you know and then you have to deal with all the all the external factors from the sound and the vibrations and the g-forces and I know for you know the, the biggest challenge going from sim racing to real life, and and I experienced this first when you know when I went karting several years ago, was when you're when you're sim racing you're you're you kind of train your brain to to really absorb everything because there's just not that much feedback coming through so you have to you have to every little feedback you feel on the wheel or or through your you know your eyes your ears you have to basically amplify that in your brain to to really know what's going on to really kind of immerse yourself in there where you know when you get into the real car and you you can actually feel it with your body you really have to tone those all that feedback down you know the the challenge becomes turning all that down because your brain is so trained to just bring everything in uh so that's why it can be a little bit overwhelming at first is just getting everything kind of getting everything out of your mind so you can actually focus on on the driving aspect and of course, a big opportunity in turn you've talked about when it comes to getting that test. Where does that go from here? Is there plans for more opportunities in the future such as that? Is there plans to run a race? After all, that car, it's already been talked about. Moonhead is getting a chance to run a race. Blake McCandless has run a couple races. Will you get a chance to run a race? Yeah, that's that's the goal. That's what we're we're working on. I'd love to I'd love to run a race there. You know, I feel like uh, I did a I did a pretty good job, and you know, everybody in the in the team was 
was was happy with with my progress and and how quickly I got up to speed. And yeah, so that's that's basically what we're working on. Uh, you know, this wasn't just like a a a, a one and done experience for me. I absolutely, you know, I've always wanted to race. So, uh, yeah, I'd love to get out there and compete. Now, to quickly touch upon eNASCAR in the next race, that's coming up on July the fifth, Road America. You mentioned the concerns of the road courses. You've got two of them, as you mentioned. How's the preparation going for a four-mile road course? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's going. The problem is, you know, I'll, I'll feel comfortable in the car, but then, you know, it, you'll still be running 25th. So that's that's kind of the, the biggest thing I've had to 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 get used to, I guess, is really how, how good everybody is on road courses now in this series. Because I remember when we first went to to Watkins Glen, I, I finished in the top six, I think, all three times. You know, uh, obviously Watkins Glen is a much easier track than than most other road courses. But uh, you know, I think last last year, I think at Watkins Glen, I finished like 25th. You know, so a lot of the drivers who have come in here in the last few years are just happen to be. I mean, aside from just being really good overall, they're also just like really really good at road courses. So. Uh, you know, feeling feeling good in the car doesn't really mean much anymore. You just have to find lap time. And with that, where can fans follow along to see how you do this upcoming weekend to follow along with any announcements of you jumping into the real car throughout the next little bit here? Uh, we don't have anything uh, anything announced yet. We are it's something we're we're working on, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, with, with real world racing, it can take just longer, and there's a lot of logistics and things involved, but. Uh, you know, I would like to get put something together before the end of the year. That's that's the goal right now. I mean, where can fans follow along with you on social media? Oh, absolutely. Sorry. Uh, my uh, yeah, my social media is all Ray Alfala, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Well, thank you very much for your time, Ray. Congratulations on the test. Congratulations on the victory at Nashville. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for having me. Once again, that's four time Ray Alfala. Driver of the number 51 in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series for Joe Gibbs Gaming. When we come back, the news of the week. Taylor Burris will be joining me for that segment. Here are the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosswood Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network presented by Crosswood Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. My name is Justin Prince. With me now is Taylor Burris along with our producer and Richard Colbreth, as we get ready for our second of two guests for this episode of the iRacers Download. This time around, it's a driver with plenty of real-world and virtual experience and one of the competitors in the newest world championship on the iRacing scene, that being with the dirt trucks, with the jumpy trucks, as some may call, the inaugural iRacing Off-Road Championship Series. It's Connor Berry, and he's with us now, Taylor, one of the top drivers in the community, and someone with plenty of real-world ex- connections and experience. He certainly is. Connor, first and foremost, welcome to the iRacers Download. Gotta ask you, after having a strong performance in the season opener at Crandon International, talk us about getting that first win of the season in the first-ever racing round of the I- iRacing Off-Road Championship. For sure. Um, it was fun to get to to get out on um, track with all with all, all of those guys um it was awesome to get the first um win out out of the way because it was a pretty good um um confidence boost just to show that like i have the speed and 
to show that I can still run with all of these um, uh, top guys. So it was good to get that out of the way and to carry the speed into the rest of the season. Um, and it was just a real showing for for what I am trying to do for this Pro 4 Championship and showing that I am um, he- here to win. And you certainly are going to be one to watch this championship series. I mean, just alone on your career on the dirt off-road racing side of things. Since joining back in 2019, you have picked up a total of 327 wins. I got to ask you, what made you want to come on board with iRacing? So I've been doing short course inside real life since 2014. And ever since iRacing has got the Pro 4 trucks and the Pro 2 trucks on the um, game, it's always been something I wanted to try. Um, I used to always play like Dirt 4 on on Xbox and it was just it was fun but it wasn't as fun since I was on con- controllers so to be able to drive on a sim on iRacing in these trucks it was for sure something that I wanted to try and I tried it and I just it was something I wanted to keep on um go like just keep on going so I started to just to run a lot like a lot of laps and a lot of official races and that's how i found all of my speed and my consistency out on track well we see that that you have performed quite admirably i mean looking at your accomplishments i mean you have competed in jim beaver esports world cup championships collecting multiple different championships across the off-road and rallycross championships that officials have put up but also even your real-life accomplishments, 37 wins, 62 podiums in junior off-road racing, and a modified kart champions for two consecutive years in 2020 and 2021. What's the difference? Explain to us a little bit about your modified kart racing when it comes to racing off-road. So yeah, the modified karts, um, those are for sure something fun for the people who aren't as older like for kids who are like my my age um they're pretty like pretty fast cards and we get up to speeds like around like 85 on like the faster track so it it was for sure something i enjoyed um it was and i really put in a lot of time into into those last two um years and i was able to rack up but both of the um both of the championships and a lot of wins throughout those two um years um i wish i i wish i could still be in that cart but since i am now set set 17 i had to move up to the pro 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 light class which you guys would know that as the pro two lights on iRacing, which is basically the mod cart just a bigger engine and and a way bigger truck so it's that it's for sure something what i can keep my mind focused in it with the iRacing and on track because it's all it's all the same like type deal. Just one is one is on the sim and one is real real life. Was about to say when it comes to all of this as well. A lot of the experience you have too on the virtual side, you also run your own leagues as well. Some of the top running leagues, in in fact, on the platform. Talk us through that decision making to start up your own short track series short course series should say that's become one of the biggest on iRacing so 2020 um i not, i was trying to get into some more leagues and like the series so i wasn't just in all the official ones and i was like i'm just going to form my uh, my own and try to get all of the sponsors on board and 
it it really went um big. I mean, 2020 was definitely the biggest year because of all of the COVID stuff. It re- like it re- really formed the league, and now it's just and now it's just something I do every um year to to have just to have some fun and have all of the other sim racers where they can all go on track and battle for fun and and win some cash. So it was for sure something I wanted to try and do and it that it for sure went went bit bit bigger than what i was expecting it to which is just which is just awesome and i hope to keep it going as we now talk a little bit about these race that happened of course we just got done with crandon we also were competing in several other championship events that just happened last night walk us through the difficulty of moving from different tracks and competing on some of these tracks we had wild horse pass last on wednesday night and had a little bit of interesting situations happening for you out there on the track sure the track from going from crank cream into wild wild horse is definitely a huge change in tracks i mean cream and we are going around like 85 everywhere a wild horse we're going like probably like 25 everywhere so it's definitely a big change um and i knew that i could be fast and i knew if i could just be smart that i could get good on finishes and i was able to qualify first which was pretty awesome but then i had to start eight so i was like dang like i don't know if i am going to make up all of this time and i was able to get a good jump in the first main event but then i got flipped so I think I fell back to 12th, and I I went to work and was just being smart, but trying to make all all of my passes quickly, but at the same time clean, and I was able to get up to second, which was good because I was able to beat the guys who I needed to beat to extend the points lead, which was good. And then the second main event, I had to go back to P7 for the start, which was, again, tough because everyone was going to be more smarter because they knew how to work around the track with all of these guys. So it for sure was, was more tough. I was able to get up to P2 again until my screens decided to freeze, which was like, it was like scary. Like I was scared. I didn't know what to do because I was like, I'm in the middle of the track and all of my screens are like frozen. So I, I did not know if I was like off the track. I did not know if I was in the air, I did not know where I where where I was, and I guess I was hard on the brakes, and my car stopped, which made me get plowed by the guy who was in third, which gave me severe engine da- damage. So I was glad I I was able to to, to still get fourth after that, which was a pretty good showing then for for round two, and I was able to extend extend the the points lead from four to twelve. You certainly were, and of course, with that second-place finish and then the fourth-place finish, like you pointed out, you currently have just about, I'd have to say, looking at the points, about an 11, make it 12-point lead over Keaton Swain. Then you have Felix Roy rounding out your top three. The next course you head off to next Wednesday on July 6th at Wild West Motorsports Park. Talk to us about the difficulty of this racing circuit, because this is almost a little bit similar to what we see at Wild Horse, of course, but... uh a lot of different things still looking forward to the pro fours heading over there next Wednesday. Yeah, for sure. Wild, um, wild West for sure. A pretty tough track. It's got a lot of tight, tight turns. And I think it's going to be more chaotic because we are going into these turns, like, like going like 95. So 
it's going to be hard to get on the brakes and not get into the guy in front of you, but it's also going to be hard to not get rammed from behind. So it's definitely going to be not mirror driving, but you're definitely going to have to be focusing on your mirror to make sure you aren't be about to get bumped and flip from that bump. Uh, Wild West is definitely a track where I don't like struggle there, but it's definitely not the tracks where I'm going to go straight out there and be fast. It's, it's sure track I need to put in a, a lot of work to get to get my speed back there and and hopefully find some more speed so I can contend for the um, win. Um, so definitely I will be putting in a lot of time for there. Now, of course, you also compete in the real world off-road racing. When's your next off-road event coming up for you? My next one is July 10th and 11th. At what circuit? It will be Victorville Fairgrounds. Um, so that's the one what is out west. But then July 16th, 17th, I'll be he- I'll be heading out east to ERX. All right. Well, before we come to a close, Connor, where can people go to follow your career, both in the virtual and in the real world racing? Yeah, so you so you can follow all all of my career, what whether it's sim or re, or real life at Connor underscore Barry underscore two on Instagram and Twitter, and then Con, Connor Barry on Facebook. Well, Connor, thank you so much for your time coming here on the iRacers download. Good luck to you for the rest of the season, and we're hoping to have you back on the show here before the season's out. Thanks, guys. That is winner at Crandon last week in the iRacing Off-Road Championship and your points leader in the iRacing Off-Road Championship, Connor Berry. Coming up after the break, we review some of the news of the week. You're listening to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Welcome back to the iRacers Download on the SpeedSport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media. Justin Prince here along with Taylor Burris, myself, and our producer, Richard Colbreth, as we just finished up with Connor Barry, and now going into the news of the week. Justin, another high-flying, crazy race in the iRacing Off-Road World Championship as now some of the oval dirt racers take the checkered flag for the first time this season. Former or former World of Outlaws Series champion on iRacing Alex Bergeron and competitor in the World of Outlaws iRacing Championships Felix Roy come out on top winning race number one and race number two in round three and four at Wild Horse Pass. And it was an exciting one as Connor Berry was there to capitalize and try to see if he can battle with Bergeron but could not come out on top while Roy ran away with it in race number two. Well, not a surprise when it comes to Roy, because for those who watched during some of the series Connor Perry actually put on, Roy was one of the most consistent drivers in that series, because he was constantly a walking third place or better in that run. Not a surprise to see him do well in the World Championship, not a surprise to see him finally pick up the victory in round four of the campaign, but for Alex Bergeron, you have to think about it, it's not difficult, or rather, it's very difficult to hold off Connor Perry, Keaton Swain, Josh Edmondson, three of the top drivers on the platform and hold them off for the victory within one second. He certainly was, and it was just absolutely amazing to watch these drivers battle it out here on this circuit. I mean, when you think of it, this is one of the original off-road racing circuits that came along on the service when we got the Pro 2 and Pro 4 trucks here, and it was amazing to watch them battle it out here on this circuit because it always has provided some of the best racing here when it comes to the off-road jumpy trucks, as we like to call. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's been a fun campaign, and for many, it's been described as one of the most fun world championships they've seen in the past few years. To say the very least, with a lot of the battling so far, it's picked up plenty of support from CBR Performance Products, from Vision Wheel, from Big Green Egg, and I think the championship fight is going to be extremely busy because you have Connor Berry doing very well, you have Keaton Swain doing very well, two rear-wheel drivers, but I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Edmondson to charge ahead. Roy, of course, is, funnily enough, third in the points as well. He certainly is, and that's going to be very exciting to see as they head off to another one of the main staple circuits here on the iRacing service. Wild West Motorsports Park will be the next round on July 7th. Catch the All-Stars at 8.30, and then, of course, the World Championship competitors kick off at 9 o'clock. One thing to touch also for the All-Star race, it was none other than former eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series champion and iRacing's eSports senior competition manager, Tyler Hudson, who would win in the All-Star event. So great to see the former series champion and one of the busiest men when it comes to officiating iRacing events, Tyler Hudson, get a win in World Championship competition. Welcome back to World Championship Victory Lane is the best way to put it. It's something that it takes a lot of work to get there. And of course, completed that with the championship in the NASCAR competition before joining iRacing staff. Good to see him go back into the track because remember, his real-world experience these days is on dirt, on the oval side specifically. But as someone who can really put on a show when you put him with the right equipment and be able to get him the right amount of preparation, Tower Hudson, I think doesn't realize how good he can be, even now. He certainly is one of the ones who has been a main staple on the iRacing service and also one of the ones who always knows a thing or two when it comes to competing at the highest level of eSports competition. But of course, one thing that we have to talk about is coming up later on this week or July 1st, if you're listening to us on a later date, will be a special release by the looks of things as the brand new Atlanta Motor Speedway will be released here on the iRacing circuit. We're excited to see this, and I gotta say, Justin, it's about to say, finally, we get to have all the updates to most of the eNASCAR tracks and the NASCAR circuit. Yeah, the big announcement that I don't think too many people were expecting this quickly, there was an article posted on Thursday in particular that talked about the progress done when it comes to Atlanta Motor Speedway and helping redesign that track into a super speedway at a mile and a half distance. First paragraph in italics, it mentions drivers getting the first hands at Atlanta on Friday. And that can't comes to a surprise for a couple, probably expecting it to not be until the end of this upcoming season for iRacing. I think that's big, though and opens up a lot of opportunities, special event-wise, and also brings the realistic tracks back up to date for a majority of the iRacing schedule now, outside of Portland, of course, to be able to bring the circuit to its updated glory, to the racetrack with the most updated scan data. It certainly is, and it's great to hear. And like you said, Justin, really, that now leaves only two circuits that need to have updates. So like you said, Portland is a track that needs to be added to the iRacing service. And then finally, of course, I have to say, an updated Indianapolis would be much needed, especially for the road course configuration here on the iRacing service. But we just have to wait and see, and we will get always that famous saying, hashtag soon 
from iRacing officials, but we can't thank all the hardworking men and women over at iRacing to getting this out for the public for us to enjoy, and we'll make sure to give a good review about it next week on the next episode of the iRacers download. But it is time that we come to a close. Next week, we, of course, go back to eNASCAR competition at Road America, and, of course, we also will see the Off-Road iRacing Championship head off to Wild West Motorsports Park catch all the action on iRacing and also on other streaming platforms with iRacing and NASCAR. For Justin Prince, our producer Richard Colbreth, for our two special guests, none other than Ray Alfala and Connor Berry, and special guest host Tyler Terry Radford, I'm Taylor Burris. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the iRacers Download on the Speed Sport Podcast Network, presented by Crosley Radio and on NASCAR Digital Media.